Is someone scheduled to read this morning? It's supposed to be Joel. I saw that. Do we have a volunteer if Joel's not here? Someone ready to do that? If you want. Pardon? I can, I can do it if you want. All right. Let's do that, Jack, unless Joel shows up. Okay. Thank you. The sacrifices of God are a broken spirit, a broken and contrite heart. O God, not despise. O Lord, open thou our lips. And our mouth shall show forth thy praise. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. O come, let us sing unto the Lord. Let us heartily rejoice in the strength of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving, and show ourselves glad in him with psalms. For the Lord is a great God, and a great King above all gods. In his hands are all the corners of the earth, and the strength of the hills is his also. The sea is his, and he made it, and his hands prepared the dry land. O come, let us worship and fall down, and kneel before the Lord our Maker. For he is the Lord our God, and we are the people of his pasture, and the sheep of his hand. Today, if you will hear his voice, pardon not your hearts, as in the provocation, and as in the day of temptation in the wilderness, when your fathers tempted me, proved me, and saw my works. Forty years long was I grieved with this generation, and said, It is a people that do err in their hearts, for they have not known my ways, unto whom I swear in my wrath that they should not enter into my rest. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Psalms 75 and 76 are on page 431 through 433. Unto thee, O God, do we give thanks. Yea, unto thee do we give thanks. Thy name also is so nigh, and that do thy wondrous works and that do thy wondrous works declare. In the appointed time, saith God, I shall judge according unto right. The earth is weak, and all the inhabitants thereof. I bear up the pillars of it. I said unto the fools, Deal not so madly. And to the ungodly, Set not up your horn. Set not up your horn on high, And speak not with a stiff neck. For promotion cometh neither from the east nor from the west, nor yet from the south. And why? God is the judge. He putteth down one and setteth up another. For in the hand of the Lord there is a cup, and the wine is red. It is full mixed, and he poureth out of the same. As for the dregs thereof, all the ungodly of the earth shall drink them and suck them out. But I will talk of the God of Jacob, and praise him forever. All the horns of the ungodly also will I break, and the horns of the righteous shall be exalted. In Judah is God known, his name is great in Israel. At Salem is his tabernacle, and his dwelling in Sion. 
There break he the arrows of the bow, the shield, the sword, and the battle. Thou art glorious in might, when thou comest from the hills of the robbers. The proud are robbed, they have slept their sleep, and all the men whose hands were mighty have found nothing. At thy rebuke, O God of Jacob, both the chariot and horse are fallen. Thou even dart out, art thou to be feared, and who may stand in the sight when thou art angry? Thou didst cause thy judgment to be heard from heaven. The earth trembled and was still. When God arose to judgment and to help all the meek upon the earth. The fierceness of man shall turn to thy praise, and the fierceness of them shalt thou refrain. Promise unto the Lord your God, and keep it, all ye that are round about him. Bring presents unto him that ought to be feared. He shall refrain the spirit of princes, and is wonderful among the kings of the earth. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here begins the 40th chapter of the book of Genesis. And it came to pass after these things that the butler and the baker of the king of Egypt offended their lord and king, the king of Egypt. And Pharaoh was angry with his two officers, the chief butler and the chief baker. So he put them in custody in the house of the captain of the guard, in the prison, the place where Joseph was confined. And the captain of the guard charged Joseph with them, and he served them. So, so they were in custody for a while. Then the baker butler and the baker of the king of egypt who were confined in the prison dreamed a dream both of them each man's dream in one night and each man's dream with its own interpretation and joseph came in to them in the morning and looked at them and saw that they were sad so he asked pharaoh's officers who were with him in the custody of his lord's house saying why do you look so sad today and they said to him we each have dreamed a dream and there is no interpreter of it and Joseph said to them, Do not interpretations belong to God? Tell them to me, please. Then the chief butler told his dream to Joseph and said to him, Behold, in my dream a vine was before me, and in the vine were three branches, and it was as though it budded, its blossoms shot forth, and its clusters brought forth ripe grapes. Then Pharaoh's cup was in my hand, and I took the grapes and pressed them into Pharaoh's cup, and placed the cup in Pharaoh's hand. And Joseph said to him, This is the interpretation of it. The three branches are three days. Now within three days, Pharaoh will lift up your head and restore you to your place, and you will put Pharaoh's cup in his hand according to the former manner when you were his butler. But remember me when it is well with you, and please show kindness to me. Make mention of me to Pharaoh, and get me out of this house. For indeed I was stolen away from the land of the Hebrews, and also I have done nothing here that they should keep put me in, into the dungeon. When the chief baker saw that the interpretation was good, he said to Joseph, I also was in my dream, and there I had three white baskets on my head. In the uppermost basket there were all kinds of baked goods for Pharaoh, and the birds ate them out of the basket on my head. So Joseph answered and said, this is the interpretation of it. The three baskets are three days. 
Within three days, Pharaoh will lift off your head from you and hang you on a tree, and the birds will eat your flesh from you. Now it came to pass on the third day, which was Pharaoh's birthday, that he made a feast for all his servants, and he lifted up the head of the chief butler and of the chief baker among his servants. Then he restored the chief butler to his butlership again, and he placed the cup in Pharaoh's hand. But he hanged the chief baker, as Joseph had interpreted to them. Yet the chief butler did not remember Joseph, but forgot him. Here endeth the first lesson. Blessed art thou, O Lord God of our fathers, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou for the name of thy majesty, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the temple of thy holiness, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou that beholdest the depths and dwellest between the cherubim, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou on the glorious throne of thy kingdom, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the firmament of heaven, praised and exalted above all forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the tenth, 14th verse of the 10th chapter of the first letter to the Corinthians. Therefore, my beloved, free from idolatry, I speak as to wise men. Judge for yourselves what I say. The cup of blessing which we bless, is it not the communion of the blood of Christ? Bread which we break, is it not the communion of the body of Christ? For we, though many, are of one bread and one body, for we all partake of that one bread. Observe Israel after the flesh. Are not those who eat of the sacrifices partakers of the altar? What am I saying then? That an idol is anything, or what is offered to idols is anything? Rather, that the things which the Gentiles sacrifice, they sacrifice to demons and not to God. And I do not want you to have fellowship with demons. You cannot drink the cup of the Lord and the cup of demons. You cannot partake of the Lord's table and of the table of demons. Or do we provoke the Lord to jealousy? Are we stronger than he? Here endeth the second lesson. Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, for he hath visited and redeemed his people, and hath raised up a mighty salvation for us in the house of his servant David, as he spake by the mouth of his holy prophets, which have been since the world began, that we should be saved from our enemies and from the hand of all that hate us, to perform the mercy promised to our forefathers, and to remember his holy covenant, to perform the oath which he sware to our forefather Abraham, that he would give us, that we, being delivered out of the hand of our enemies, might serve him without fear, in holiness and righteousness before him, all the days of our life. And thou, child, shalt be called the prophet of the highest, for thou shalt go before the face of the Lord to prepare his ways, to give knowledge of salvation unto his people, for the remission of their sins, through the tender mercy of our God, whereby the day spring from on high hath visited us, to give light to them that sit in darkness and in the shadow of death, and to guide our feet into the way of peace. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen.
I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Let us pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us, and grant us thy salvation. O God, may clean our hearts within us, and take not thy Holy Spirit from us. We beseech thee, Almighty God, look upon the hearty desires of thy humble servants, and stretch forth thy right hand of thy majesty to be our defense against all our enemies, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Almighty and everlasting God, who hatest nothing that thou hast made, and dost forgive the sins of all those who are penitent, create and make in us new and contrite hearts, that we, worthily lamenting our sins and acknowledging our wretchedness, may obtain of thee, the God of all mercy, perfect remission and forgiveness through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O God, who art the author of peace and lover of concord, in knowledge of whom standeth our eternal life, whose service is perfect freedom, defend us, thy humble servants, in all assaults of our enemies, that we, surely trusting in thy defense, may not fear the power of any adversaries, through the might of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. Morning to all. A um, couple notes on our, our lessons. The whole Joseph story, Joseph is a sort of, um, you know, he's Joseph, but he's also sort of typological figure. Um, you know, there's there's a sort of type of Christ in Joseph, who is the favored and innocent son who is sold by his brothers. You know, our Lord is going to be so, you know, sort of, you know, betrayed by a, a, a disciple and abandoned by his, his followers. And um, we'll note that Judas will sell him for pieces of silver as Joseph is sold by his brothers to the Midianite traders. And he ends up in Egypt, which is down into Egypt, <clears throat> and he ends up in, in the dungeon, <clears throat> which is um, which is sort of a type of of um, Sheol or Hades, where Jesus dies and goes down. And he's of course imprisoned on Monday, Thursday night, and God will raise him up. In terms of of, of sort of applications for us, um, another aspect of Joseph is that while he wasn't um, guilty of 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 you know an obvious sin he was a a spoiled and and somewhat prideful child who liked to parade around in his coat in front of his brothers and he's uh and even though what's happening to him is is unjust even brutal 
um, Joseph is learning and growing. He's learning humility. Um, it says in Hebrews of our Lord that Jesus learned humility through the things he suffered, learned obedience through the things he suffered. So, um, you know, Joseph now is in this place he doesn't want to be and doesn't deserve to be, yet God's working in him to, to, to form him first in a place of humility and dependence. And then he gives Joseph some gifts is going to rem remember that Joseph, the, you know, the foster father of Jesus also was a dream interpreter. And so Joseph's dream gifts are able to, to position him well for God to work through that to raise him up in Egypt. So he's going to learn humility. And as he learns humility and trusts God and resists temptation, uh, we're going to have some temptation narratives coming up um, that... Uh, uh, He's, he's, he's raised up by God. And, and it, it's important to remember, like we, <clears throat> when we're dealing with the season of Lent, that Lent is not just about, we talk about being penitent in Lent and being sorry for our sins. You know, it's not always about we did some obvious thing wrong. I mean, that happens to us from time to time, but it's not a, a, a flagrant breach of a, of a deadly sin. You know, it's it's God is working is to form virtues which expose vices. You know, elements of pride where <clears throat> we're, we're trusting more in ourselves than God that 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 need to be exposed. When we learn some humility. Um, too much attachment to the world, which is so subtle, <clears throat> for which we learn to need, learn to need sort of generosity and contentment. So like Joseph going down into Egypt, uh, you know, sort of unjustly, we can, whatever cir circumstances we're in, we might find ourselves suffering them unjustly or wondering what's going on. God's always able to work in the midst of those circumstances to, to um, do his will in us. <clears throat> and then he always he gives us gifts sometimes that that'll help us depend on him and and learn as we grow through the trial into the place where God will bring us. And as an application to our New Testament lesson, where the issue is um, idolatrous, you know, communion. The idea is that in in Corinth, um, a lot of the the ordinary trade guilds and other civic activities took place in idol temples. And so the idea of eating meat offered to idols, it wasn't always just that you, you know, were fully involved and invested in the idol worship. It was more you might be in and around something, and so you're participating in this meat kind of second-handedly. And some in Corinth thought, well, it's not really anything. It's just meat because their idols don't really mean anything. <clears throat> and so they were eating it. And, and St. Paul's developed the argument from, yeah, we know it's not anything. There's only one Lord. But... Now, getting back to it, if this meat has been offered to an idol, which is a demon, somehow participating in that <clears throat> gives you some connection with it. And therefore, um, you know, if you if you uh, know that that's the case, you should not do it because to, to commune with God in Christ in the Eucharist, to, to participate in the, the bread and cup of the altar is to be one with Christ. And very importantly, as St. Paul says in this lesson, one with each other. We being many are one, for we all partake of that one bread. The Eucharist actually, we, it sort of reconstitutes us as a church. You know, we, it, it brings our baptism into the present moment as we together partake and are made one. And, and one with Christ, God and Christ of the Holy Spirit, one with each other in the Spirit. 
And so the, the warning in the lesson today is, and especially for Lent, is to examine what, you know, we don't have idol temples per se, but we have idolatrous attachments in the world, things that we might be too attached to and compromises that we might be justifying on the basis of, well, it's really no big deal. And that's a good Lenten reflection too, to, to kind of assess our engagement in the world and what is it we need to maybe have a little greater distance from and remembering that communion with God in Christ through the Spirit epitomized in the Eucharist um, means that we can't have communion with anything in the world. And in the Bible, that kind of attempt to have it both ways, to be one with God in Christ and to kind of have compromises in the world is really called spiritual adultery. That's what Israel is accused of. It's, it's, it's being devoted to two, to two uh, uh, masters and two, two, two spouses in, in a sense. So anyway, the, the Joseph being in, in, in learning the lessons in, in the dungeon, we now in Lent learning our lessons being purified and thinking about those attachments we might have in the world that need to be purified a little bit, forms a little bit of a Lenten meditation from today's lessons. So, a couple thoughts. O oh God, the creator and preserver of all mankind, we humbly beseech thee for all sorts and conditions of men, that thou wouldst be pleased to make thy ways known unto them, thy saving health unto all nations. More especially we pray for thy holy church universal, that it may be so guided and governed by thy good spirit, that all who profess and call themselves Christians may be led into the way of truth and hold the faith in unity of spirit, in the bond of peace and in righteousness of life. Finally, we commend to thy fatherly goodness all those who are in any ways afflicted or distressed in mind, body, or estate. that it may please thee to comfort and relieve them according to their several necessities, and giving them patience under their sufferings, and a happy issue out of all their afflictions. And this we beg for Jesus Christ's sake. Amen. Almighty God, Father of all mercies, we, thine unworthy servants, do give thee most humble and hearty thanks for all thy goodness and loving kindness to us and to all men. We bless thee for our creation, preservation, and all the blessings of this life, but above all, for thine inestimable love and the redemption of the world by our Lord Jesus Christ. For the means of grace and for the hope of glory, and we beseech thee, give us that due sense of all thy mercies, that our hearts may be unfeignedly thankful, and that we show forth thy praise not only with our lips, but in our lives, by giving up ourselves to thy service, and by walking before thee in holiness and righteousness all our days, through Jesus Christ our Lord, to whom with thee and the Holy Ghost be all honor and glory, world without